Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Let's Speak Geek. Uh, my name is Chris Penwell and I have with me today for the first ever episode, Grayson Morales. He's the features editor over at Twinfinite. How's it going? Hey, what's up? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to start this podcast and um, I'm, I'm happy to have my first guest though. <laughs> so thank you so much uh, for your time and uh, joining of me course. today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, basically, the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is um, I was doing um, some work for this magazine called View Weekly, and uh, we uh, I loved doing interviews with people. I loved getting to know these stories, and I wished after the fact of recording these interviews and transcribing them that you know it'd be super interesting for people to actually listen to these stories and get to know these people. Like I've talked to the chief conductor of the Edmonton Symphony Orchestra. I talked to bands. I talked to all sorts of different people. And I think um, just listening to interviews can be super fascinating, especially when it's uh, personal and you get to know the person themselves, right? So, um, yeah, I'm just super excited to start Let's Speak Geek. And uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm ready to get nerdy. How about you, Grayson? <laughs> yeah, same. I'm, I'm always down to talk about anything nerdy or geeky. <laughs> Pokemon so, so, Kingdom Hearts, you know. Oh yeah, exactly. That, that's definitely that's definitely on the table today. Yeah. Um, but um, first thing I want to um, uh, talk about is your job at Twinfinite. So um, basically, I just want to ask, uh, what's your day to day kind of work like with the website? What what do you do for them? Um, yeah. So as features editor, it's pretty much my job to not only write features, um, but to come up with features for the. For the site, just to have a, just to have a, I literally make a calendar of content every single month for the other contributors and the other writers to choose from, and it sort of like just fleshes out the site and it just makes sure that we have um, unique or original ideas, features going out at least every other day. Mm. Um, and they have to be timely, right, with what's coming out that week, or yeah, it's like half timely thing. Like half of them are going to be related to the your big releases, and the other half. Right are kind of just um, evergreen content that can go out whenever. You know, you have like yeah. the 10 best games with blah, 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 or 10 best bosses or whatever, you know, that that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so just, yeah, kind of my job to just go over the, the big releases of the month, put out features for that game, and then assign out the features accordingly. And, and the features are basically anything that's not news. So it could be lists, it could be just opinion pieces, um, fun little Twitter posts, or the stuff I find on Reddit, or cool stuff on the internet. So, so if someone has a pitch for you, just get, you're the guy to contact, right? Exactly. Yeah, actually, uh, um, it's my job and the editor in chief to approve pitches as well. So I, I get a lot of uh, writers that are you know asking to write about a certain topic, and it's usually fine. But sometimes I do have to like not approve it because it's either something we've done before or it's just not relevant enough. Yeah. Or I just think it won't do well. Mm. So I have to keep that in mind. Top five apes from Ape Escape. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would approve that if there was an Ape Escape remake. Right, that. exactly. But yeah, and I might do that for you, actually. That would be, be so random to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, if a remake does get announced, I'll, I'll definitely pitch that to you. <laughs> uh, another thing I want to ask you is, what made you get into writing? Like, what, what do you love about this craft? You know, at first, I actually wasn't interested in writing as a career, uh, especially like in high school and college. Writing was never my favorite subject. Like English classes, I just, I wasn't terrible, but I just wasn't the best. You know, I had like C's or B's. 
or whatever. I just hated writing papers. But um, I actually started volunteering for a smaller website a few years ago. Um, And I started because I saw saw their posts on Instagram or something or on Twitter, and they're looking for volunteer writers. And I was like, Mm. hey, this, this seems like something that I would be very interested in because, you know, I, I was, I've been reading IGN forever. I've been reading, you know, GameSpot and Kotaku and those sites. So I've always been interested in reading articles and features and stuff like that. But I just never really thought about doing it myself. So I started volunteering for this site called um, WTF Gamers Only. It's not active anymore, <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, I know that feeling because yeah, yeah. Uh, the fir- one of the first uh, websites I wrote for was PlayStation Euphoria. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was able to break the PlayStation All Stars story with the Journey and uh, Gravity oh, Rush stage that crossover. Yeah. That was really cool. And yeah. I was able to find that for the community forums, and uh, yeah, it was it was super fun just to do that to start off with. I was able to interview Warren Spector and oh, nice. all those kinds of people, um, and and also the PlayStation All Stars director as well. And we were kind of like the PlayStation All Stars kind of website. We were backing it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, especially me. So, uh, yeah, th- that was a great time. Uh, and the first website I wrote for, oh, uh, mm. uh, was uh, Kingdom H, uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, fan site, right? So, oh, well, so it's just Kingdom Hearts related news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so awesome. that's, yeah, it's, Kingdom Hearts is the reason why I'm writing today. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what is your goal overall? Like, what would you, what would you like to do? Would you write for IGN, Game, GameSpot? Um, for me, I, you know, it's my career at the moment, you know, it's my job, my full-time position writing, but I do see myself sort of breaking out of that soon. And I just really want to get into, um, I still want to be in the video game industry, but I would see myself definitely working for like, working for Nintendo would be like a big, that'd be amazing. That'd Um, be Yeah. That's something (laughs) I would love to do. I, I think I could be good at, um, writing writing for their games doing translations like i really just oh, want to learn really? yeah like i really just want to learn japanese to to help me get a job like that like that's literally my goal just to help with translation like i feel like i'm okay i'm good at writing like funny little you know quits and things of that nature and, and nintendo games have very you know quirky writing so i right i see that and i go oh yeah i could see myself doing this or just something with nintendo or a company that i really adore um, I'd love to do writing for games as well, so maybe we could come together and yeah. get a development team and start writing something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because I think the reason the reason I was promoted to features editor is because my my bosses uh, pretty much they they liked the way that I wrote. They right. I'm not the be- I'm not the best writer. I'm not the most technical writer, but I am a fun writer. And that's people, the most important thing. Yeah, much, people people want to wanna, um, yeah people want to read articles that. Um, that are fun to read you know it, it's one thing writing uh, being a good writer but it's one thing being an interesting writer and i feel like i can do i'm a i, I do a decent job at uh, you know creating like entertaining pieces that people want to read that are, that are funny you know like weird takes on what's popular right now like my right. favorite thing to do is just go on reddit and i just search for like the weirdest thing that someone did in a game or like oh no <laughs> one like no one has written uh, no one has covered this yet. Like I'm the first person to write on this. I will like message the person on Reddit and ask for their approval to use their, you know, their content, whatever the, whatever it is. And you know, they're usually happy. Like, oh yeah, I would love for you to like cover it. Just give me credit. And I do that. And sometimes they do well. Sometimes they don't do well. Yeah. So but it's that still fun to see the reaction. Definitely what people are looking for. Um, yeah. The employers in the industry. 
yeah. um, I was able to do uh, a story about a Kingdom Hearts streamer <laughs> who <laughs> finished, uh, he, he got to level 99 on Olympus alone on oh. Kingdom Hearts 3, and that was like the opening world, and he never left the opening world. So, <laughs> I, yeah. uh, that the the Twitch clip that I made got over a hundred thousand views or something. Um, so I know it did pretty well for PlayStation Lifestyle while I was writing mm. for them. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, things like that that really draw interest. Yeah, it's really cool because you're you know you're helping someone get their content out there, and you're also creating unique content for your own site. Yeah. So I feel like it just helps out everyone. Like I recently, so I think win, this, win. this week I just did um a little story on. Um, this guy on Twitter, he did fan art of of Monster Hunter monsters, cool. but in but they were Animal Crossing versions of them. So they're like really oh, chibi, wow. yeah, chibi, like cute, adorable versions of these scary monsters. And I just asked him <laughs> on Twitter if I could use his art, and I did it, and I it got a lot of views. So stuff like that is really fun. And that's exposure for for the artists as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, similarly, it's uh, that's the same for uh, the cosplayers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of these different franchises and things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, do, do you think being in Chicago kind of makes it difficult for you to be a part of the industry? Like, do, do you have to move to LA or San Francisco or something to to live your dream? I th- I think I might eventually have to. Um, <laughs> you know, there are you, there are remote jobs, of course, but I think if right. you really wanted a position, I'm going to have to be in Washington. I'm going to have to be in California eventually if I do want something like that. Um, well, you could write for the Mortal Kombat games, right? Yeah, okay. Nether Realm. Yeah, Nether Realm Studios is here, but unless I want it to be a developer, I don't think they'll be hiring. Well, unless I could, I don't know. Mortal Kombat's never been like my thing, but right. That that is like the only big developer here, I think. So th- talking about Chicago, like uh, something I'm wondering is: is the Chicago deep deep dish pizza <laughs> actually good, or is uh, it a tourist trap? Because I've heard, like, I've watched Anthony Bourdain, God. and I'm just yeah. wondering. You know, that everyone who he interviewed kind of trashed it. So I'm just wondering your take. <laughs> In my opinion, it's really overrated. Like, I, <laughs> I I like pizza, but deep dish is just, you have it one time and you literally never have to have it again. It's just right. too much cheese. And usually cheese is a good thing, but it's just a big block of cheese. And it makes you full really oh, quickly. That I and don't know, man. That sounds pretty amazing. It just that doesn't taste good. as good. I, I, like, I, I'm a thin crust person, like a thin slice of pizza. Oh. Like, New York style is my favorite. Right. Um, Ooh, you might get slapped dish. in the face in Chicago <laughs> yeah. for saying that. I know. I, I try not to say it too loud, but I feel like most <laughs> people, I feel like I feel like most people that live here they agree with me. Like I never right. met anybody that here that lo- like thinks deep dish is the best. It's kind of like eh, it's fine. Like you got to try it one time, right? And that's it. And and what's your style of hot dog? I, I know Chicago has its own specific style. Oh right? yeah, those are. I think those are the best food that we have. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just like a regular hot dog with um, uh, peppers, jalapenos, rad- relish, um, a pickle. It's really not even that complicated. It's like four ingredients, and that's a right. And like right. they call it a Chicago hot dog, but it just makes it taste a lot better. So let's go into a dearly beloved subject of ours. 
<laughs> oh, Haas, right? I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just want to ask you, how did you first get into the series? Like, what oh first draw, drew you to it? It was actually a commercial. Like, I had no idea what Kingdom Hearts was, but I saw a commercial for Chain of Memories, actually, oh, the, the Game weird. of Advance title. And that was my first Kingdom Hearts game that I played. <laughs> it had no clue what was going on and the game was really hard for me i think i think i was like maybe 11 or something right or i played it late like this the kingdom hearts one already came out kingdom hearts 2 was like coming out and chain of memories was just my first time playing it and um even then somehow i fell in love with the series even though that game How with that cup it's game not the best it's oh actually had a lot of i had a lot of fun with it um <laughs> oh <laughs> like the story sucks but like the gameplay was fun and i you know i had a good time really yeah, with and King then the memories like a lot of fans have the opposite opinion of you. I liked it. I liked it. The remake, I think, was 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 crap. But yeah, I it it, it being on the Game Boy Advance with the, that art style and the two D, it works. It works well with that system. But when they put it into three yeah. D, it just messed everything up. I agree. Um, but then on, I I played Kingdom Hearts one uh, at a friend's PlayStation at a friend's house who had the game on his PlayStation, and then I got my own. I finished that, and then from then on, I I played. You know every single Kingdom Hearts game, multiple times probably. Same. Um, I, yeah, I, I absolutely love that game. It's my favorite mm-hmm. game of all time. Uh, it's Which the, one? But, the whole. Right. Do you have a specific? And we one? might as well. Um, for for my favorite. Yeah. Uh, King. Uh, I'd say the first one's actually my favorite. Oh wow! It might be just because of nostalgia. Yeah. But I feel like the story's more cohesive. Mm. Um, I feel like the acting's a bit more um impactful to me it's it sounds less fake um it's definitely easier uh, to understand the world (laughs) the world's are more classic you know uh Uh like pinocchio and uh tarzan and aladdin you know little mermaid you know like the peter pan the um essential classic disney cartoons yeah classic disney stuff and that's i think that's a problem with kingdom hearts 3 is that it just didn't have enough of that classic stuff to Mm. make it shine you know yeah, because these these games that they um, like Frozen and Tangled, they aren't they aren't they aren't um, old enough to have to give you that nostalgic feel. Exactly. So when and you're there, I, you're I like, oh, I, I feel missing. like when you're there, you're like, oh, I feel like I just saw, I just I just saw this movie literally like a year ago, and now I'm playing it, and I don't really want to be here anymore. Like, mm. <laughs> I I, I would have liked to see something older, like the Sword and the Stone. They could have mm. did something really cool with that. Yeah. Um, and. You know, other titles. I, I did like to see. I did like seeing Pirates of the Caribbean coming back. That was cool. Mm. Um, but I don't know. King Mutt's Freeze World Selection kind of disappointed me in general. Um, I d- yeah, I agree. You. I think Toy Story was the coolest because yeah, that I, is one we did grow up with, right? Yeah, I agree. I would with say you. that's a classic Disney film. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the first two ta- like worlds, Tangled and Toy Story, felt the most kind of like fleshed out. Uh, fleshed out that's it yeah yeah and it was weird because like you had those big worlds like toy story and tangled and then you just had like this really really small worlds that didn't feel like yeah like weirdly limited like um it's like big hero six i was just about to bring that up yeah Yeah. could have been way bigger had had more potential there but it kind of just it was just so fast you know it went by it's so fast. It, it doesn't give you time. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. give you time to like hang out and, and like discover the world. That's what I felt like the whole entirety of Kingdom Hearts three 
was like, well, it was just a rush to get to the finish line because you wanted to see the end so bad. You know, that's true. And uh, most of the story was towards the end, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I might as well bring this up. Um, we did have a question this week from Josh Nichols, my fellow Active <laughs> Quest co-host. Perfect. And uh, he said, can you explain Kingdom Hearts 3? Uh, should have done... Uh, okay, this is broken English, actually. Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, can you explain how Kingdom Hearts 3 should have been done differently to be better? Um, I remember you and a lot of others loving it, but having a lot of issues with it. I would also love to know which spin-offs you like the most and why. Oh, man. What could have been better? Um, I mean, like like we were talking about, if the worlds are fleshed out a bit more, and if the selection yeah. was, if the selection was more classic instead of focusing on like the new Disney movies. Yeah, Hercules was gr- was a great world as well. Like I think honestly, Kingdom Hearts three started off with a bang, and then it mm-hmm. kind of like fizzled like out. I, I honestly, <laughs> honestly would not have, I would not have. I would not have had a problem if they revisited older worlds. Like if we yeah. went back to if they went back to Mulan or like something that that something we something we've only seen once that I want to get. Nightmare Before Christmas would have been cool. I think would have, would have been cool to see again. Yeah, I know it's if been they give us the different, twice, different, but... different areas and different characters, like yeah. I think it would it would have been more monumental or I, iconic instead of like using like the frozen world was a disaster. Like I hate that yes, place it was. so much. Like it was totally a disaster because he didn't he didn't relate to the characters at all. It no. felt like we were just in the movie and there wasn't a big interaction. Because one of my favorite <laughs> things about the Kingdom Hearts series is that uh, this the Heartless and the story of Kingdom Hearts kind of like interrupts this world mm-hmm. and makes it different in a way. And that's mm-hmm. kind of fascinating to see how the characters react to what's going on around them. Um, but Frozen, it was like, eh, you, know, you might as well just take out the Heartless altogether. <laughs> like they had <laughs> the, the same like thing. Mo- A lot of the cutscenes were literally shot for shot from the film. Yeah. And it was like, no, this is not. That Let's playing- Go segment, <laughs> dude. Oh I'm not playing God. Kingdom Hearts to rewatch Frozen or rewatch Tangled. I want to see like them interact with Sora in ways that that aren't in the film. You know, you want to get like a different side story or like a, pl- a different plot twist or something. I I did like how they did Tangled swelled a little bit because we saw uh, Rapunzel kind of exploring the world and, uh, mm-hmm. for the first time, and Sora is kind of helping her out of that through mm-hmm. interactive kind of elements. So that was yeah. kind of. That was, it was, it was cute. interesting, cute, yeah. uh, but uh, further on, like in the game, it feels like it, it's less uh, about <laughs> the interactivity and the world itself, and more about mm-hmm. the gameplay. Um, like Monstropolis, for example, you can't kind of lacked in substance that story mm-hmm. as well. You know, so. yeah, and, and they tried to do a different story, but it didn't really pan out that well. No, exactly. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> They try to do stay faithful to the movies. They kind of failed a little bit, and they try to do their own thing and kind of failed a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Overall, it was kind of a disappointing product. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, the, the, there are definitely positives to it, like the stunning animations, mm, the, the combat's yeah. fun, even though it's super easy. You know, <laughs> uh, another uh, one thing I really don't like is the the the, the difference between proud and critical mode. Proud's really easy mm-hmm. critical is just insane so i'd just love to see like a balance between those two <laughs> to, yeah to, to I think enjoy I, the game a lot I, I 
I beat it on proud mode the first time. But the only, yeah. I only beat it once. I played it on proud, and I, I was like, this is extremely easy. Um, I think yeah. I only died like towards the end, like some of the final the final boss fights. And the the problem with that is that you know they they they, tr- they amounted this plot up to this point at up to the end of the Dark Seeker saga, and it completely fizzled. Like <laughs> like the the Master Xehanort was a pansy. Like he was so easy to take out. And then, unlike the Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, he didn't have this, like, crazy transformation. He was just like, here I am. <laughs> That's me. Just come and get me. Yeah, exactly. I'm just so, an old man. It wasn't super dramatic. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, Master Xehanort's voice actor passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Leonard Nimoy. Okay. So, uh, the acting wasn't as good. And it mm-hmm. just sounded off to me throughout the whole game yeah <laughs> i him. think i think xehanort just wanted to be defeated he just like yeah he just gave up it's like okay you're gonna beat me anyways let's just get this over with and then the resolution uh with xehanort it didn't make so much sense to me either you know uh, i honestly him... don't remember what <laughs> exactly that's the problem. Just... it's super forgettable i'm like like how? i remember th- did I remember the teases. So like much. I remember the I remember the teases for the next, you know, what's next for the series, but I don't remember anything actually happened like at the end. Like the Yeah, fight. yeah, same. And it happened way too quickly. Let's get to the teases, right? Let's let's get to the future of the series. I'm mm. I'm not confident in Namora's abilities <laughs> of telling a story. Because all of this stuff, all this foreteller stuff, all this prequel stuff is just inside a mobile game, uh, and that is super repetitive, frustrating to play. You know, it's just I, I don't want to. I don't want to play through thousands of levels of, you know, mediocre <laughs> gameplay. You know, just yeah, to, just pressing the same button story. over and over again. Yeah, yeah, and like collecting these cards and things, and mm-hmm. the plot really doesn't make sense to me because somehow they have a connection to Disney characters that Sora met, and yet it's <sighs> thousand years before, like. Yeah. How does that make sense? <laughs> like, or oh, hundred years? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even like, know. It's, it's it's just super complicated, and it shouldn't be. It should be pretty simple and clean. And it's <laughs> and it's, and it's scary because the rest of the series seems to be focused heavily on that that stuff from the mobile game. Yeah, and that's annoying. So that's it's like I don't know annoying. what's going on. Like I watched the movie. I watched the. I played a little bit of the game, but I still don't fully understand yeah. that stuff. And um, that's why I was excited for Kingdom Hearts 3 to come out, is so this complicated story can end and we can reset, but <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 4 doesn't seem to be doing that. It seems to be continuing the the weirdness, <laughs> you know? Um, and it, it does seem interesting where Sora uh, finds himself at. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for people who haven't played it. Yeah, uh, but that has I, me that has me very excited it does um i don't know the game that is um referring to you know i haven't played it properly okay okay i have uh, so but, that's <laughs> uh but i'd love to when, once i finally get a bloody switch my god um <laughs> i will play that final remix version of uh well that ends with you and look for Mm. Oh shit! I just bought it, <laughs> and just and just look up oh, well. all the connections to Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah. Well, playing. Um, and then what was the other part of the question? Who's asking what her favorite spinoff was? Yeah, I'd go with Birth by Sleep. Um, 
just just because the the story's pretty cohesive in general. There are some there is some weird shit like the Keyblade and all this crap and Ventus and Venitas being separated and it's just uh whatever. Um but <laughs> uh the general story is like yeah. super emotional. You're crying by the end, you know? And uh I don't know, like I, I thought the combat system was actually pretty cool because what you had to do you had a command deck and you had to blend your commands together to make a new one and i i kind of like that system of upgrading stuff and leveling up things and you know creating new moves so i i don't know Uh, what do you think grayson about birth by sleep um i liked it at the time but i just think it um it felt weird playing i i I played on the psp i don't know if you played it when it first came out yes it did yeah okay it just felt weird. It felt like half, like not a console game, but like not exactly a handheld right. game. Right. Where you. like a lot of the worlds for me felt really flat and felt really empty. Same, same. Um, they super. They felt really empty, and mm-hmm. I think there was a point in the game where it's like the arena was like completely empty in the Olympus Coliseum yeah. world. And you you go through each world three and times. You hear cheering. <laughs> True, um, uh, but at the same time, you're visiting different areas different. of the yeah, same world. Yeah, that is world. true. Um, yeah, and I and I, th- and I think the story and the characters, their 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 development really makes up for that. So it stands it up as like a solid Kingdom Hearts entry. I hate I, Disney I, World. It's the worst. Oh my god! All those fucking in the series, the racing mini games and stuff. Oh god, it's it's worse than Atlantica. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Atlantica gets too much hate. That that should get more hate. Uh, but yeah, I think I think my favorite one is actually. Uh, Three five eight over two days, however you call it. Oh yeah, yeah. I I spent I a lot of time with that in high school, right? Um, and I actually played a lot of the multiplayer with uh, one of my best friends at the time. I am so jealous because yeah. I did not grow up with anyone. Yeah, no one else liked King of Hearts. Yeah, we would like sit outside during lunch in high school and play like on the steps in the courtyard, oh, like, like huge nerds, and just like do missions over and over again. <laughs> but um yeah for that game it's a story for me we're like learning about roxas and shion and how the yeah. relationship like because I, I really like chain of memory so i think it makes sense that i like this game because i wanted to see like what happened during that time that's right Sora was, was in the um was in castle oblivion so it's cool to see like oh so this is what happened this is who the traitors were this is who 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 went to castle oblivion this is who died and this is going did you cry roxas. Um, it actually was got, gets me really sad. Like, yeah. Shion, <laughs> Roxas, and Axel are like that. That those three, that trio, just really means a lot to me. Mm. But like at the end of Kingdom Hearts three, when I saw them all together again, yes, finally, I was like, I was just really, gonna mention that. It really got me more than like Kyrie and Sora back together. Yeah. I'm like, I don't really care about y'all right now. It's about these guys. <laughs> I was so hyped when that happened. <laughs> yeah, and then like Shion <laughs> has her Shion has like her cute little outfit on and Lee. Yeah. And, they're just like so perfect, and I, I will I bring this up actually. Back Kingdom Hearts three too is that Kyrie was super disappointing. <laughs> yeah, they they they, <sighs> yeah. they built up her character. She was gonna step up, and then she was the damsel in distress again. I know. I was <laughs> hoping. I was hoping she was like a playable character or something. But same. Yeah. <sighs> Riku no. was a playable character, Sora, or was a playable character, but not Kyrie. Yeah. But um, so I think something that could save that is that it, uh, maybe she could get off her ass and actually find Sora, you know, in King Hearts 4 or we'll something. They could yeah. flip it. Flip our expectations. 
I don't know. I feel like they're gonna keep Sora as a main character for like forever. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, but like they could be like playable segments with her as the as the main as the yeah. lead for certain sections. I'm like that'd be fun. But eventually, he has to grow up, so we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll have a new reboot eventually, or like it's just a different Keyblade wielder, like a hundred years later or something. You know. I I, so, I have <laughs> debated on that. You know, like I, I think that could be good to have that mm. reset. Um, and once again, I, I think it'd be nice to get that feel of like, uh, oh, it's a new adventure mm. um, with this new character, you know? Um, yeah, I think and... it'll bring that feel of the, the original again. Yeah, if they have but... like just all new Disney World, like every single one, yeah. no familiar characters, like nothing tying it to like, well, it'll be little things tying stuff together from old games. That'd but... be sense of, it'd be that sense of wonder, you know? Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's missing uh, mm-hmm. with the most recent game and um yeah i don't know that, it'd be great that'll be cool that. to see and i think it'll it could bring in a lot of players who are interested yeah. in kingdom hearts but the story is just too overwhelming i'm gonna bring this up um i'd love to see a remake of the first game oh wow like a, a full not, not, remake. A, not a remaster but it's like a full-fledged remake, remake. yeah hmm. interesting because uh, I, I, I think there's a lot there that they could do they could expand the worlds a bit more mm-hmm. um and it would be great. It would be a great place for uh, new players of the series to really get into it. So because Kingdom Hearts One is kind of like I I love the game, but mm-hmm. it's flawed in a lot of ways. You know, the mm-hmm. camera and the platform gameplay yeah. is very different to other titles. So uh, I think it'd be great if they actually remade that and tried to fit it for like modern kind of players because a lot of people struggle with that hurdle of playing the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all I can think about when I think about the first game is the stupid way he jumps. Like, <laughs> like he puts his whole body into the air, but he barely like right. gets any height. It, it's charming, though. And on. that damn Tarzan level is just pissing me <laughs> off. Oh, my God. I used to get lost in the Tarzan level like when I was a yeah. kid. Like, oh, constantly. yeah. I remember that, too. That was oh, that's really poorly designed. It was a mess. Yeah, um, a, re- a remake would be cool, though. Yeah, I, I, I think it would be great. I don't think it would happen, uh, but... <laughs> Well, we, we went into a big tangent with Kingdom Hearts, but that was our main kind of topic, I guess, just to talk about. But there, there is another love in your life. That's Pokemon. It is. It is indeed. So, so uh, what was your first Pokemon game? How did you get into it? Um, yeah, so I started with Pokemon Red, the yes. first game. Yeah, I just, I've been a fan. OG. Since, yeah, OG fan since the beginning of time. Um, that was the first game I actually got on my Game Boy too. I, I'm pretty sure I got them. I got them together like, at the same time. And from yeah. then, I just got sucked into like the Kanto region. And even though I didn't really know what was going on most of the time, like I needed help to how to to figure out how to beat cer- certain gym leaders, and I didn't know how to beat the Elite Four and stuff. But I eventually right. like completed it. And um, and then ever since then, I've, I've been playing like pretty much every major entry. I, I even used to play the Pokemon card game. Used to collect them. Yeah. In the, cool. Like in the 90s. I know it's like, a big thing still. Yeah, I never actually learned how to play it. I just kind of collected the cards because they were pretty. Oh, yeah, because, <laughs> because the art was really nice on those mm. on those cards, right? Yeah. I, had, yeah. I just never really understood how to play it. But um, I love it. Maybe, I had, I had maybe so you could learn at some point. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Pokemon is... I, you know, I recently... I haven't fallen out of it. But I think after maybe Gen 4... Like after Diamond and Pearl, so I just I play I started playing it less and less. Um, right. 
like I I'll play the new games, but I really don't do much after the um I, I beat the Elite Four and I kind of just put the game away. Uh, I've never been into like trading to get the whole Pokedex, and never really like been into competitive battling or breeding and the IVs and all that stuff. I just I just don't have the time for that. I think anymore. <laughs> To be honest, but I'm still excited for each new game. Like I'm super pumped for Sword and Shield to come out. Mm. Uh, uh, now I'll just say the dull fan in the room. Um, <laughs> that's that's the elephant like Pokemon, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think about the national deck situation with Pokemon Sword and Shield? Do you are you still excited for it? Like, what, what what's your take on it? Me personally, I don't have an I don't have an issue with it. Because, right. I, like I said, I don't I don't keep my Pokemon. Like, I don't use the Pokemon bank. I don't trade. I never ever trade my Pokemon to newer games. So as long as there's new Pokemon, that's really all I care about. Um, but, I, yeah, at the same time, I do see the issue with not having all the Pokemon. Because there are people who literally have the same Pokemon from, like, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire or something. And they keep trading them over and over each new game. And they pay for the Pokemon Bank, I think, right? Oh, man. Yeah, but so that, they, those Pokemon still remain on Pokemon Bank, bank right? Yeah, so now they can't go anywhere else if they're if they're not in Sword and Shield. And it's, they're kind of just dead at this right. point. <laughs> Which is kind of sad for those time, people. They could, but... they could update it. They could update it over the next year or something. Yeah, I'm um, sure they could. Because they only they have a certain amount of time to develop these games, right? So. Yeah. Um, I just think since since they talked about the reason for doing this being they don't have enough of the like they didn't have time to add designs for every pokemon into the new game i don't don't think the next generation after this game is going to have all the pokemon either it's going to get smaller and smaller you know what i mean so i don't think they'll add i don't know if they're doing this right now i feel like they'll never go back to having every pokemon available i think that could be a positive though because Mm -hmm. Um, I've noticed that they use the same animations and yeah. it doesn't look as flashy as other AAA titles or Nintendo titles. So has a so Twitter I community. Perhaps like <laughs> if if there's a, if there's less Pokemon um, to develop, then maybe they could make the animations more detailed or um, give a bit more personality um, yeah. of each Pokemon. Yeah, you would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, you know the fans have been like going crazy over the uh, these animations lately. Right. They're like on you these YouTubers and people on Reddit and stuff are just like, oh, this Pikachu has the same animation as this, you know, game from the the DS or like this Chinese bootleg Pokemon game has better animations. And oh, then you see the animations, you're like, oh, these are really that's good. That's vile. And it My makes the, and it makes Game Freak look really bad. Yeah. But I'm sure like... I'm sure they're trying their hardest to like put. That's, that's know, like a thousand Pokemon or something, right? There's, I think there's. I think with Sword and Shield, there's going to be a, a thousand now, at least. My I think. God. And that's a lot of Pokemon <laughs> to animate. That's a, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and it, it's kind of inevitable, right? Like, the the slogan with the first game was "Gotta catch them all," but honestly, yeah. <laughs> I think they're gonna change that. <laughs> like, gotta catch some of them. <laughs> gotta catch. Cut, cut, catch some, some of them. Not all of them, but maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, personally, it doesn't bother me. Like, I'm still going to play the game. Right. I'm, I'm going to beat Delhi 4, and I'm not going to trade these Pokemon over to the next Pokemon game. You know, mm. that's just how it is. <laughs> I think most people are like that, too. You know? Like, yeah, I for think sure. it's a very Casual. dedicated amount of people actually want all the Pokemon in the game, right? Mm-hmm. As long as they have Pikachu in the game, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> You're riding. You're riding as there's no Pikachu. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. 
If, if Pikachu what? isn't in the next one, I'll, I'll buy it. But <laughs> <laughs> ah, so, so, yeah. So who's your favorite Pokemon? Oh, I have a really strong um, love for the generation for the Johto Pokemon from Gen Two. Right. So I love Apom a lot. Um, yes, Apom. Yeah. I like. I actually like Don Fan a lot too. Now that you mentioned it. Um, and Heracross, Smeargle. I don't know why. These these Pokemon are so freaking cool. I don't know. I, I think I just played Pokemon Gold for too much, for too long of a time. But I love, like, every Pokemon in that Pokedex. Right. <laughs> and Ampharos. Oh, my God. It's so good. Like, every Pokemon is a is a gem. Who's your favorite? So, so, Pikachu? Uh, Pikachu's definitely my favorite. Um, but yeah, that's that's the end of the episode, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening, Grayson. Uh, where can we find you online, and uh, what are you working on right now? Um, you could find me uh, at Twitter um, at Grayson underscore Morales, and then you could find me um, at Twinfinite. Let's go to Twinfinite.net, and you'll probably see one of my features. Um, right now, um, what am I working on? I actually just finished up a whole bunch of Link's Awakening features. So if you like Zelda, you can check out Twinfinite. I have some stuff on there right now. Um, but right now, I'm not really have anything planned until like maybe the end of the month or so. Right. Uh, so month, just I mean. just stay locked on uh, his Twitter at Grayson Morales. My name on Twitter is Penwell Writes, and uh, right now I'm working on a review for Utaware Ramomo Zan <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> Rapid reviews. You can also find me at Active Quest. Uh, we're reviewing Super Dodgeball Beats, uh, which is super fun. Uh, it's pretty interesting, and uh, the art style is lovely. Uh, so yeah, check check out Active Quest. Uh, and yeah, I'll also be doing a fictional interview series uh, with video game characters. The first one's actually going to be Sora. So check that out <laughs> later. I'm still working on it. Still got to get my voice acting done. Um, but uh, eventually it will come out and it'd be great. <laughs> so, is there, do you have any final thoughts? Anything you'd like to say? Um, no, not really. That was a fun conversation. Like, I always love talking about Kingdom Hearts and Pokemon. So, yeah, this was a great discussion. I, I think. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for coming on. It was it was great to have you. Mm-hmm. So for now, guys, uh, thanks so much for listening. Please check out next next episode when I'm when I'm going to be talking to PlayStation, um, uh, who covers a lot of like PlayStation stuff on YouTube, and he, he's a super fun guy. So that should be a good episode. Um, and let me know who you would like to see interviewed or uh, on this uh, podcast, and uh, yeah, who who you think would be interesting to talk to. Uh, but for now, don't be afraid to be a geek. Let it all out. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.